There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Not everything is exactly as it seems. On February 16, 2017, a young girl's body was found on the side of the road in what was initially suspected to be a run-of-the-mill hit-and-run. But the brave confession of a 14-year-old girl would send the story into a much, much darker place. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On February 16, 2017, the body of a young girl was found by a Houston man driving his children to school. She was on the side of the road, so initially he and the police who arrived believed she had tragically been the victim of a hit and run. But as soon as they got close to her body, the presence of a gunshot wound told them otherwise. There was no blood at the scene, and the body seemed to be improperly dressed for the weather which investigators took to mean that she was killed somewhere else and disposed of on Sharpcrest Street. Forensics were able to determine that she was roughly 15 years old and had been shot twice at close range. Unfortunately, that was really the end of what they knew about this missing girl. With very little to identify her by, photos were taken and sent to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children so they could do a reconstruction for their missing persons posters along with a photo of the three rings she was wearing and a description of the clothing she was wearing. It would take two weeks and a young girl's horrific story to finally give the unknown girl her name back. Shortly after the body was found, a 14-year-old girl came forward stating that she had been kidnapped about a month before after running away from school. That the men who kidnapped her were members of the MS-13, a major international crime gang that was originally formed by immigrants fleeing civil war in El Salvador and were practicing Satanists who she was forced to spend 18 days with. During those 18 days, she was forced to take drugs and drink in excess to make sure she was inebriated the entire time she was in their apartment, was moved once, was sexually assaulted a number of times, and forcibly tattooed by one of the six men living there. But she wasn't alone. There was a second girl there, one she knew only by the name of Genesis, who was getting a very similar treatment. At one point, though, this Genesis angered one of the men by speaking ill about their devil worship, telling them that the beast did not want their material offerings when one of the men placed a lit cigarette on their shrine. The man then turned around and told his group that, instead, they were going to offer a soul. When the girl awoke the next morning, Genesis was gone. Shortly after Genesis disappeared, the girl was able to escape and led police to the two men referred to as Diabolical and Flacco during her capture. Their real names were Miguel Alvarez Flores, 18, and Diego Hernandez Rivera, 22, both illegal immigrants from El Salvador. Upon their arrest, they admitted to shooting the young girl that was found on the side of the road. The men who smiled and waved at news cameras were both unbothered by their charges. As their trial began, police worked hard to try and identify their young victim. Thanks to the girl who bravely came forward, they knew that her name was Genesis. With this piece of information and some of the identities that they already had, they were finally able to positively identify the body as 15-year-old Genesis Cornejo Alvarado. 
a girl who was born and raised in New York City, who had just recently moved to Houston with her family and had been missing for about a month prior to her body being found. Miguel and Diego were charged with the murder and with kidnapping the 14-year-old girl. According to court documents, the men had taken Genesis from their apartment under the ruse of meeting up with a drug dealer to get some more marijuana. When they got to the spot, they had her sit on the grass and Miguel handed Diego the gun, telling him to shoot her. He shot her once in the head and then Miguel went back to shoot her a second time in the chest. I could not find any more information on the trial or its sentencing. There's a good chance a conclusion has not yet been reached, though it is likely that they will spend the rest of their lives behind bars. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 17th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.